This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And good morning and welcome to the GTC. You got Zucchino, you've got Scully as we're wrapping up on Monday in the world of golf. And it's going to be a bit of a crazy week. We have a tour championship that just wrapped Victor Hovland. I mean, what a weekend for Victor Hovland. Absolutely crazy. What happened to Brooke in our national championship? We'll get into that a little bit as well. Um, Bob's flying home from Vancouver. Uh, so Bob's going to join us a little later in the show. We're going to talk a little bit, uh, well, Hayden Springer, who just won on PGA Tour Canada. Only two events left on PGA Tour Canada before we hand out the Fortnite Cup. And uh, Ryan Paul, who's the tournament director at our, our Ladies National Championship. But Scully, how was your week? Did you get any golf? I know you had a recent lesson as well. I did. I, uh, I got out there. I played on Friday. Uh, shout out to Bayview Golf and Country Club for the Pizza Open, uh, which was a, a major championship. Not quite the parent-child <laughs> major championship, but I got out there and played. And like you mentioned, I did have a lesson with uh, Shaheen Nakjavani, who joined us on Golf Talk Canada three weeks ago. He's the coach of Stephen Ames. Uh, a lot of work on my backswing, trying to get the plane uh, more on plane, not across the line. I could bore you for hours on it. I won't. But let's just say uh, I am a work in progress. I know you also played some golf, too. I uh, yeah, My golf season started almost. There we right. go. It's here. I played. Uh, August 28th. <laughs> and Mark Sacchino's golf season's begun. I played uh, Devil's Paintbrush, oh. which is one of the, like, it's just some of the most fun you can have playing golf. I think Paintbrush and Pulpit. For the province of Ontario, for those of you who are listening on TSN 1050 this morning, uh, we're also broadcasting, simulcasting on TSN 2 television this morning. Um, if you're listening to us or watching us from the province of Ontario, the most fun you can have playing golf in Ontario might be pulpit paintbrush. Mm-hmm. We had an absolute blast. Great day out there. Thank you to everybody. Um, awesome time. And then the next day, Beacon Hall. So what a, what a what a back-to-back. Beacon Hall kicked my butt as always. I mean, it, that golf course just beats me up. Uh, the putter was not good. Uh-oh. Yeah, 15 greens in regulation, and I was three over. Oh. Yeah, not pretty. Okay, so a couple. Saw our friend Dustin. Oh, DKT. Yeah. And there's a couple of questions about the putter. All right. Okay, uh, right-handed or left I was left-handed. I was left-handed. Did you have the right-handed putter in the trunk? Was it ready in case uh, for was an ready, emergency I didn't go to it. after the yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't know. This ha- I, this has to land somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I putted well at the member. Yes. You did. I don't Maybe know. I just have to play with you every yeah, time. Yeah, I think That's I don't know. I think I need a doctor and some clipboards and Now, speak, speaking of <laughs> golf in the GTA, can I give a shout out to our yeah. good buddy Justin O'Leary? Yes. Who is the newest Head golf professional yes. at St. George's. Yes. That is huge news. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats, J.O. Uh, I got to meet uh, and really get to spend a lot of time with J.O., as we call him, or Justin O'Leary, uh, in Spain for our trip with Golf Away Tours uh, upwards about two years ago now. And J.O. is now the new head golf professional at St. George's. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. A lot of movement going around. So congratulations to Justin and uh and we're going to talk a little Ryder Cup today, you and I, because that is it. Yeah. It is time to make the picks. It's going to be tomorrow at 10 Eastern. I believe so. That's Yeah, it's the last time. Uh, tomorrow at 10 Eastern, between 10 to 11, you'll be able to find out who Captain Zach Johnson is going to look at. We'll get into that a little today as well. 
we also have a poll question for you. We sent it out on, on Golf Talk Canada, at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. No, no, no. At Golf Talk <laughs> Canada on Twitter. Uh, who is the PGA Tour Player of the Year? Now, we'll get into the results later in the show, but right now, Adam, before you and I get into it and before we kind of lock down the results of the poll, what is our Twitter universe saying? Because I, I, if it's if it's still Victor Hovland, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, as of this particular moment, Victor Hovland is dominating the poll right now. Dominating the poll right now. Let me just repeat that. Now, obviously, you know, recency bias. You know, this Vic- Victor Hovland turned into a video game over the last couple of weeks and has played remarkable golf. But you know, three wins now on the season or the season that's now come and gone for. Victor Hovland, uh, John Rahm, you know, did win the Masters, did win three other times, did come second at another major. Obviously, that was a long time ago, but still, this is a long season, right? Listen, it's a long I, season. I, I, no, I love Victor Hovland. Yeah. Great guy. So Great happy that too. he's figured this out. Great story. Didn't miss a cut this year. Has made $22 million in the last two weeks. Uh, I get it. But it is player of the year. It is not player of the month. Mm-hmm. If it was player of the month, yes, Victor Hovland is the player of the month. Yeah. Victor Hovland, for that matter, might be the player of the summer. But the player of the year is John Rom. Now, he shouldn't be player of the year because John Rom only played half a year. It should be Scotty Scheffler, but Scotty Scheffler couldn't get the ball in the hole. Historically, incredible season ball string. Scotty Scheffler should have seven victories right now. At least. He's got two. And you know, it, and it was horrible to watch this week. And you could really tell this week at the Tour Championship, he was getting frustrated. Like, this was the most frustrated we've seen him in maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, wasn't it? The best American player in the world is, on the, is sliding downhill right now a month before the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. It comes up a little later on in Winners, Weird and What. Let's kick it off, though, with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. All right. New, uh, news and headlines brought to you by Sandbagger. Um, Victor Hovland gets it done. Statistically speaking, I mean, it, the ball striking has been absolutely insane. He shoots 61 last Sunday at the BMW Championship. He shoots 63 this Sunday. This is a 63, Adam, when you started the day with, what, a six-shot lead? You know how difficult it is playing with the lead. We watch it every week on the PGA Tour. Just Sunday collapses. Um, I, I mean, he, he said it. I've never played this good before in my life, and I think all the work he did in the short game doesn't really lead to what we're doing here in the last two weeks because his ball striking was incredible. But if you look up back throughout the year and you go, this is a guy who never missed a cut, that tells you on the weeks that he didn't have it, the short game likely kept in it, kept him in it. And if you go back a year ago, two years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. You know, after his first PGA Tour win, he said, and I'm direct quoting him here, my chipping sucks. That was a direct quote after winning for the first time on the PGA Tour in 2020. He's turned that weakness into a strength. And that really helped him. And, you know, you mentioned that lead heading into Sunday at the Tour Championship. A, he has that lead. B, Xander Shoffley gets out to a good start, as does Hovland. Then there's a two-hour weather delay. So imagine you're sitting there with all these thoughts coming in. Shoffley shoots 30 on the front nine. Hovland goes out, shoots 
31. To have the mental fortitude to essentially, you know, it was a match play, sort of. It was a two-horse race. Very much so. It got to three shots at one point. It got interesting for about 22 minutes, and then it was sort of done. But, you know, for Hovland to keep the pedal to the metal, so to speak, to keep making birdies the way he did, including the last couple holes, too, it was it was really thrilling to watch. And, I mean, we'll get into the Ryder Cup, I know, but look out Rome because Europe is looking good. Well, I mean, every month, every week we get closer to the Ryder Cup, Europe looks better than they did the week before. Totally. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in September because we're going to go away. Yeah. There is one PGA Tour event, uh, event in the month of September, the Fortnite uh, Championship uh, from Napa. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is going to be some golf on the European Tour, obviously, as they will then ra- wrap up, uh, ramp up, excuse me, for their race to Dubai. So, I, I, I mean, who will have who will have momentum uh, by the time we get to Rome? I don't know. Um, Xander's playing well right now, obviously, but this was also one of the biggest horses for courses play of the year, which is why you and I both had Xander Shoffley on our TSN edge picks with, he started the week seven behind on Thursday, yet you and I insisted on having him on our team and it almost paid off. It almost paid off. And congrats to you and Bob, because you guys both had Victor Hovland. And that is our last week of the season. That is start a new season in a couple weeks at the Fortinet. We will. Um, so Bob and I, I, I think both had Victor. You and I both had Xander. Right. Um, who else here is it a win for this week for you? I kind of look at Rory as not a not a not a gaining week, but not a losing week. That Rory's kind of is where he is. I thought Wyndham Clark had himself a good week to remind everybody that Wyndham Clark, you know, had a good year with two wins, including a major. Uh, I thought Tommy Fleetwood continued to play well. Uh, How about Morikawa? Morikawa, well, I mean... He got to the good start, but then it was sort of... That's what I you mean. Know, like he, as he, another direct direct quote, he said he's worked his butt off to get to where he is. And, you know, that first round, he was really relying on that cut. And then that two-way miss started to come back yes. into play with the driver. And I that's know. where, uh, you know, it was off the start of the third round. He misses it right, and then he missed it left. And then it was just a guessing game for Morikawa. And even, like, on the greens... He still looks uncomfortable with that that saw grip, in my opinion, anyway. So over par, under par for Marukawa right now. <sighs> to still shoot sixty one at East Lake, it's still a little under par. It's more under par for me than it was when we were making our Ryder Cup picks on August fourteenth. Which I, you have. We're going to do it in the next segment. Yeah. We're going to we're going to so a, a little in. under par for me. How about for little? You? Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean. The finish is so bad, I'll put him over par. It tells me that he has the cut until there's pressure. Yeah. And when he's got pressure, the cut goes away. Mm-hmm. We know what it's going to be like Friday standing on the first tee in Rome. Yeah. There's going to be pressure. Mm-hmm. And if there's a two-way miss in an alt shot especially, <laughs> yeah. good luck. Divorce golf, right? <laughs> um, before we go to break, uh, our ladies' national championship this week, the CP, CP Casey Women's Open. Uh, great to see Shaughnessy back on TV on a national scale. Um, what a wonderful venue to host our, our national championship. Megan Kang in a, a playoff over Jin Young Ko. Uh, they both finished at nine under. Uh, Kang gets it done in a playoff, but but the story for us is Henderson. Who goes 75 68, 75 68? We broke down her stats last week on Golf Talk Canada TV. And I said, listen, historically speaking, she hit 75% of her greens in regulation. She's hitting 69% this year. 
Everybody wants to always talk about her putting. She had four rounds of putts under 30. She had 29, 27, 28, 27 putts. She putted well. Mm. Listen to the greens and rags, Skulls. Nine greens on Thursday, 75. 13 greens on Friday, 68. Eight greens on Saturday, 75. 13 greens on Sunday, 68. This is a ball striking issue. I don't know why. Um, I know we experimented a little bit with the glasses right now, but uh, I know the LPGA still has golf to play, but I mean, this has been a real inconsistent ball striking year. Maybe it's time to take a look at something. You know, it probably is time to, to look at something to go from where historically, like you mentioned, her ball striking has been far and away the strength of her game. I mean, to take a glass half full approach to this, to finish T13 and not striking it well at all, that's got it has to be a good thing going forward, especially at a course like Shaughnessy. You wonder, uh, and we'll talk to Bob about this too, about how you know he spoke to, to Brooke after each of the rounds, and it seemed, at least after Sunday's final round, that she was saying that she felt very comfortable with the glasses on because she could actually see. But what was actually mind-boggling, Mark, is that she never wore contacts before. So she was hitting drives, and she was almost playing golf virtually blind, where she would hit a tee shot, bend down right away, and you think, oh, she loves it. Well, she couldn't actually see the ball. So I think I'm going to take the positive approach here and say a T13 clearly not having her best stuff by a country mile is a good sign for Brooke going forward. Yeah, it's still two good rounds. You're right. It's almost the top 10. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pressure at this event, as Bob said. He call, called it Brooke-a-palooza all uh, week, right? Because he said, you know, obviously the face of this championship, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. So I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious as to see uh, – where this goes from here. On the other side, we're going to take a look. Ryder Cup, where do we stand right now? The picks will come out tomorrow for Team USA. Uh, We'll take a look at where Adam and I went two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And do we still go there? I know there was a lot of discussion this morning on First Up about Bryson DeChambeau and what he's doing on Live Golf. Not a chance, boy. Oh, chance. Nothing that that is happening there is going to, to, to sway anyone. I mean, how do you... How do you decide? How do you even evaluate mm-hmm. it? It's so hard. Uh, they're not going to go there. Uh, will they go there for Kepka? is the big question. Uh, let's get into it. On the other side, we'll talk Ryder Cup. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Welcome back. This is Kino Scully. Weeks are going to join us. What, at the bottom, top of the hour, top of the next Bob's going to join us maybe after a run, maybe after <laughs> a, a nice, air, a nice uh, airport coffee in about 40 minutes. About 40 minutes time. We'll find out how his week was. We also, we, what we have we to get do, his rider cu- cup picks as well. We should get that. And we have to decide what my punishment is for coming third in our season-long fantasy pool on TSN Edge for the second straight year. You <laughs> won it last year. Bob Bob's won got it this, this year. year. Yep. Then there's me just sitting here in third place. <laughs> I grind all afternoon on Mondays thinking, how am I going to 
usurp these guys and make picks. But I got to tell you, too, I had some bad luck this year, too, because oh, I yeah. declared that Lucas Glover was going to win. Did. I said he's going to win, and it's going to happen soon, and I, I, my timing was horrible. I always picked them on the wrong week, but I saw it coming. Um, you know who I felt bad for before we get into the Ryder Cup? You know who I felt bad for yesterday watching uh, Eastlake? Mm. Uh, Matt Wolf. Oh. Because I was sitting there thinking, you know, Matt Wolf's contemporaries were Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa. They yeah. came out together as the big three out of that year, right? Kind of remind me of those special quarterback years where, you know, Manning and Breeze and every, they all come out the same year yeah. kind of thing. And I thought, you know, Wolf was uh, the first one to win, right? He got to the winner's circle early and he had the power and he was mm. like, you know, all the had that homemade golf swing and a lot of the sizzle was around Matt Wolf and yeah. and Morikawa and Hovland were kind of like the the two and three spot. Mm-hmm. And you know, fast forward now a couple of years, Morikawa's got two majors. Hovland's one of the best players in the world now with a FedEx Cup, gonna on his way to a Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. These these are two of the best players in the world. Obviously, Morikawa has had a, a tough go the last twenty four months, but. I think Victor's had a steady climb. And where is Matt Wolf? I felt bad. You know, he took the money. Yeah, you take the money, it comes, you know. But I think part of the reason he took the money is I think Matt Wolf felt like his ability, he's struggling with uh, depression, struggling with mental health. That's, you know, never a good thing. And his ability to stay relevant on the PGA Tour was going to be very difficult. And now he's on Live Golf getting called out by Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Saying... The guy's got talent, but he doesn't put in the work, and and he doesn't have the heart, so I don't want him on my team. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to allow trades next year in Live Golf. Which is pretty fascinating. Which is an interesting twist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you got to think that his his time on that team, and it, maybe his time in Live Golf is not going to be uh, for much longer. You wonder how, if at all, this would have changed if, the 2020 year when majors were being bumped around with COVID, et cetera, when Matt Wolf finished T2 at the PGA Championship and then finished second to Bryson, Bryson. at the 2020 U.S. Yes. Open at Wingfoot in September. You wonder, it might not have changed anything. It might have changed everything. You don't we'll know. never know. One week, right? You don't know. One week goes yeah. a different way. It can change the course of history. I've always had this conversation with Bob. Bob and I have had the chat about 1999. What does the next... Decade. What does 2000 to 2010 look like if in 99 at Medina, Sergio Garcia wins and comes in over top of Tiger and beats Tiger on a Sunday in a major at the PGA when Sergio's a kid? What happens to Sergio's career after that? Does that change that? You know, I well, obviously we'll never know, but I mean, it can be that final line. And one would want one also wonders what. Well, where Matt Wolf would be right now if he didn't leave. He stayed on the PGA Tour. Totally. I don't know. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. All right, let's look at it. Ryder Cup. Here are your top six right now for Team USA. Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, Xander Shoffley. Those are your top six. Here's how the rest go in terms of where they finished in line. Kepka one spot out at seven. Spieth at eight. Young at nine. Morikawa 10, Bradley 11, Sam Burns 12. So to go outside of the top 12, you're now looking at Fowler, McCarthy, Thomas, and Glover really is the only four you would potentially really take a look at. 
in all likelihood. Unless you think to Russell Henley, maybe. I was thinking, yeah, unless maybe. you see a natural pair there. And we yeah. had this conversation on TV earlier this week. Are you drafting to position or are you drafting to the best player for the team? Um, where did we go two weeks ago, Skull? Okay, so August 14th, we had this very discussion. And at this particular moment, Brooks Kepka was an automatic qualifier. Right. So for all of us, you, myself, and Bob, we all had Xander on that list. Obviously, Xander's now on the team. Xander Shoffley, that is. So that date, Mark, you had Shoffley, Spieth, Glover, Fowler, Morikawa, Bradley. Bob had the same. Spieth, Morikawa, Bradley, Fowler, Glover. I had Spieth, Fowler, Morikawa, Bradley, Justin Thomas. Now, obviously, the big question is now that Shoffley is an automatic qualifier, Brooks Kepka is no longer an automatic qualifier. Did you see Brooks Kepka's wife's Instagram story with maybe a little foreshadowing? Yes, the, uh, with the pizza on the American flag plate yes. and the, yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be playing nice in the sandbox, right? Mm-hmm. That That's so... I mean, politically speaking, if this was six months ago, there's no way Brooks Kepka gets picked for this team if he doesn't qualify because mm-hmm. of the state of the universe. But now that we're supposed to be playing nice in the sandbox, and Jay Monahan a couple of days just told us that a deal is is almost definite, that they are going to come to – he is confident that they are going to come to an agreement and come to a deal, then would it not be a political nightmare to not add Brooks Kepka to this team? Like, would that not be the wrong thing to do? Now, keep in mind, this is the PGA of America. It is not the PGA Tour. But we are all doing this so that we have harmony in the game of golf as opposed to a civil war. Yeah. I think if you really think about the political ramifications of this, you have to consider that all those things, Kepka has to be on this team, No. I mean, if if Zach Johnson wants wants to have his best team, Brooks Koepka is on this team. He has to. They haven't won since 1993 on European soil. They have to pick. This guy won a major championship. This guy came T two and shot a thousand on Sunday at at Augusta National. And all the uh, from all the live players, yeah. Even prior to the uh, the peace the the peace uh, agreement. Mm-hmm. Kepka seemed to keep his relationships with the guys on tour a little totally. bit more than some of the others. Like, you could not put Phil Mickelson on this team. No. There's no. just no way. Patrick Reed, you could not put on this team. No. But Kepka kept uh, kept it uh, cool, as they say. Right. Uh, now, uh, I don't think there's anybody else in Live Golf, regardless of a 58 by DeChambeau, that, that, that is going to be even considered for this team. Would, that, would you agree? It's, well, it's the wrong golf course for that. If this was a golf course that we have seen in the past where the U.S. has hosted, like a Hazeltine, for example, when uh, the U.S., the PG of America, set up the golf course to have zero rough, then you can blast away with driver and hit it 370 yeah. in the air. But this, the golf course they're going to play in Rome is a quote-unquote hike in terms of how hard it is, how tight it is, how undulating it is. It's just not the right course setup for a guy like Bryson DeChambeau or a guy like Cameron Young. For that matter. Okay, so we only have about a minute to go. We'll take a look at the European team at the bottom of the hour quickly in segment four. Um, So give me your next five. Let's both agree then that Kepka's on this team. We've got seven in the camp. We have five picks. Give me your five if they changed. 
My picks have not changed. So I don't have Lucas Glover on my team. I okay. do have Spieth, Fowler, Morikawa, Bradley, and I still I still have Justin Thomas there. I really do. So you and I have exactly the same picks. I would put Glover on this team. For some reason, I think Zach Johnson's going to put Thomas on the team instead of Glover because he wants to put Spieth and Thomas together as a pair. And I think it, but I think it's a mistake. I think Lucas Glover deserves to be on the team. Yep. Uh, we will see. We'll find out tomorrow between 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern. Now, uh, later on uh, in the hour, we'll take a look at the European team because a year ago I said when everybody's, when it was blue and white in a landslide mm. a year ago, I called a, a, an upset. And I think now, I, I think we're going to take a look at this European team. All of a sudden, doesn't look like a big underdog anymore. Oh, especially with the way the U.S. team's playing. I'm saying. Yeah. We'll take a look at it at the bottom of the hour. They still have a week or so left to, to finalize their picks. We'll do that for Captain Luke Donald. We'll do that. But on the other side, three dub. Winner's weird and what? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Scully Week's going to be by at the top of the hour. He's heading back from our Women's National Championship out from Shaughnessy out west. We'll get... Bob's thoughts on the week that was, as well as uh, potentially his Ryder Cup picks as well, yes. and how he's feeling about things uh, for the Ryder Cup, as, which will go down tomorrow morning between 10 and 11 Eastern with Captain Zach Johnson. We still have lots to get to, but it's that time. It is three dub. It is winners, weird and what, and Scully, he is yours, sir. 348. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that is sweet. All right, thanks, Mark. My winner this week goes to Phil Mickelson. Mm. Yes, Phil Mickelson. So you know me. So before Live Golf was ever a thing, Phil Mickelson was a social media all-star. He would go and post these videos that, yes, were pretty cringy, and some would say hardy-har-har kind of funny, but really (laughs) not that funny. But anyway, so Phil obviously took a little social media break, but he was back this past week on social media telling a story about how he used to practice at Augusta National, where he would uh, go to, there originally were two ranges Mm -hmm. at the Masters, and he would have his towel drill, where he would lay towels out at certain yardages and try to land balls on those towels to try to dial in his yardages. And then he comes back uh, one year after winning the Masters at the Champions Dinner, uh, sees a sign where he says, not allowed to hit balls here, only short game work on this range. So he tells this story where after one of the champion's dinners, he crawls under the fence, takes the sign, and he's going like this. He's literally (laughs) holding the sign and wedging it out of the ground and takes it away. So he does this a couple years because the sign keeps coming back. The funny, the best thing about this video, it's on Twitter. I'd recommend go checking it out. The video, this is a two and a half minute video. He ends the video by like taking uh, from his right hand, he pulls one of the signs out. So he took one of the signs with him. Kept it with him. Kept it with him. There you go. So anyway, check out Phil Mickelson on uh, Twitter for that video. 
Uh, certainly a, a different uh, cat. We'll, we'll call him that. Uh, hey, before we uh, move on yeah, from this, I'd love another that. guy was thinking about this week. I was thinking about Matt Wolf there, right? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I don't know why I got into this conversation. Maybe because of Ryder Cup time. Okay. Phil Mickelson is likely now never going to be a Ryder Cup captain. Mm-hmm. Never going to be a President's Cup captain. No. Ever going to hit a ceremonial tee shot alongside Tiger Woods in their 60s and 70s at Augusta National? L- no, probably not. Was Would he have automatically have been all those three things? And the lead analyst on CBS. Right. Would he potentially have had a golf tournament on the PGA Tour a la Palmer Nicholas Woods? Mm-hmm. Like Tiger has with Genesis? Mm-hmm. Like Arnold Palmer Invitational and Murfield mm-hmm. at the Memorial for Jack? Yeah. Think about what Phil Mickelson has lit on fire. When you think about that in line historically for those things that are only ever given to the the, the greats of all time, mm-hmm. gone, gone, lit on fire. What could have been nuts? Sorry, really? No, no, no. Sorry, no, no. That's okay. I. Just, I thought about it this week. I was like, yeah. I, I think it was we were talking about Ryder Cup, and they were talking about legacy of captain and tenure of who goes next, who goes next. And the whole command, the chain of command's been broken with uh with with Phil being sent to the island of misfit toys, right? Hundred percent I mean it's it's such a it's still crazy to think that he won that twenty twenty one PGA championship and where it has gone from there. It's <sighs> uh it's pretty crazy, but uh, anyway, Phil Mickelson uh, on social media when he's talking about golf in a lighter sense, I, I still find him pretty funny. But anyways, uh, my weird this week goes to a, a really weird moment happened during the third round of the Tour Championship. Scotty Scheffler hits a shot. He is probably five paces off the green, and there's a bit of a delay, and no one really knows what's going on. And it happened, it was about five minutes long. There was a bug on his ball, and he didn't want to hit the ball with the bug on his ball. So Ted Scott, his caddy, pulled out a protein bar and <laughs> laid it down beside his ball. Mark, you cover the game for a living. No, You're there. I've never seen this. You see a lot of weird things no. happen on the PGA Tour. Have you ever seen a caddy? Never. Do? So did the bug go for the, the, the bait? Eventually the bug left, but it was, uh, it was, I was watching it. I'm like, why on <laughs> earth is he doing that? It was one of the I love it. things I've I have not seen, seen that. Yeah. No. I would go I would check that out. It's uh it's again, this is this is why we have this segment on mm. our show because a lot of weird things happen yes. in the world of golf. That is one of them. Okay, my my what this week. This could be that we could do an entire show on this. We okay. won't, but I could. Uh former US President Donald Trump. Oh yes, I saw this. Took this to Twitter earlier this week. And I'm gonna read this out word for word. I am pleased to report for those that care that I just won the senior club championship, must be over 50 years old, at Bedminster, Trump National Golf Club, shooting a round of 67. Now, some people will think that sounds low, but there is no hanky-lanky. Not sure what that means. Many people watch. Plus, I am surrounded by secret service agents. Not much you can do, even if you wanted to, and I don't. For some reason... I am just a good golfer and athlete. I have won many club championships and is always a great honor. And then he tweeted out the head pro's phone number. His head pro's phone number is on Twitter. Call this guy. To verify. 
<laughs> wow. If you if you win a club championship and have to go to that length to say that's why you won, perhaps you don't have the best reputation. This is just not nothing political here. This is just on the golf course because there have been many stories of the Donald on the golf course doing some sketchy things. I, w- I wish we could break down the swing right now for Donald because there's listen, is. there is no chance. There is no prayer with that move. He shot 67. I'm sorry. On the front. Impossible. It, it like he pulls it inside, yeah. throws it over the top. Yeah. There's no, listen, whatever, you know, uh-huh. and who's hanky lanky. I, 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 you know what? There's many things that I want to take away from that. But uh, I mean, the thing that he does have, I mean, he's not a young dude and he's got speed. Like he, he, does yeah, he still fun. hits it. Okay. Yeah. Like it's a, like this big cut that, yeah. he, and he kind of knows where the cuts go yeah. But it ain't no 60s. No. I mean, he ain't no plus two no, here, No, not shooting Donald. six, seven. Uh, you know, maybe Hanky Lanky's part of his legal team. That, I don't know. Could be that. Maybe, maybe. Know. Anyway, uh, that's my addition uh, of 3-dub. Mark, the T is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, David Kocher is my winner. I'm going to go to the Corn Ferry Tour. And why is David my winner at the Albertson Boise Open? He actually didn't win the Albertson Boise Open. He finished two off the pace. But his season was a little stressful. We weren't too sure where we were going to play golf next year for David. But he shoots 59 on the Corn Ferry Tour. So every anytime you have a sub-60 round anywhere in the world of golf, it's something that is so incredible. And to now do it to now likely guarantee your Corn Ferry Tour card for next year and possibly now an upgrade, uh, a bump to the PGA Tour. We'll have to see. They still have some Corn Ferry Tour golf to go. But uh, to do it in the time of year when your livelihood's on the line, that's a kind of special 59, right? It's like I'm not scoring the Matt Sandin hat trick here, okay? I'm not up 4-2 and then uh, give you a couple too late uh, period goals. This is... Yeah, this is a this is a fifty nine with your back against the wall. That's a cool story. It's a remarkable story. Uh, that's for sure. Now imagine in the Tour Championship if Xander Shoffley had shot fifty nine only to lose because he shot sixty two like that. He shot thirty on the front side. I know that was a legitimate chance it was going to happen. Yeah, a pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, it really was. All right, my weird. <laughs> Did you see Paul Goidos? I had nightmares about this last night. Actually. Paul Goidos has not won a, a, a tournament in six years. Mm-hmm. And Vijay Singh hasn't won a golf tournament, I believe it was four or five, since his last mm-hmm. Champions Tour victory. Well, Vijay actually gets it done at the Ally Challenge. But does he get it done? Uh, Paul Goidos had the lead with uh, two holes to go. And he had an 18-footer for birdie at 17. 18 feet for birdie to spread the lead. With one to go. And he five putts the seven. What is going through your mind? I mean, we've all been there. The mind starts the race. Everything starts to move quicker. You move quicker. I mean, it is a horrible feeling. And you eventually hole out for a triple bogey six. And, And you must, I mean, like... You must feel like you've been knocked out by Mike Tyson at that point. I'm like, five putts from 18 feet. He tumbles down the leaderboard, doesn't even come close to finishing anywhere near the lead. He ends up in a uh, a tie for third, well off the pace. Uh, I mean, wow. 
Well, that was an understatement. It, it, uh, watching this video back, it was honestly it was sad, really, to to watch someone who has control of his game step on, and you know he was perhaps a little aggressive on the first putt, and then the second putt, and then the third putt, and then the fourth putt. But it was that was uh, squeamish, is the way it, I was. It's squeamish, it. and it's oh, it's just tough to it's yeah. tough to watch. And this leads me to my uh, what this week, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it off the top. Scotty Scheffler looking visibly upset about his putting yeah. and frustrated. And Scheffler had a terrible week. Let's not forget, Scotty Scheffler started the Tour Championship at 10 under par. He finished at 11 under. So Scotty Scheffler, 71, 65, 73, 70, the the one round of golf. Uh, But this week he had the opportunity to play a little with Keegan Bradley. And Keegan Bradley has been through some dark moments with putting in his career as well. Remember, Keegan Bradley was a belly putter guy. What? And then the USGA and the RNA decided after 30 years that it wasn't allowed anymore. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> and he, you know, Keegan Bradley's made his way back through the woods into the winner's circle twice this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously really wants to be a part of this Ryder Cup team. Yeah. Kind of showed a little window into what kind of guy he is this week. Uh, Scotty Scheffler finally made, made like a five and a half foot putt playing alongside Keegan Bradley this week at the Tour Championship. And Keegan Bradley... A uh, guy he's competing against, you know, for huge money, went like went out his way, went over, gave him the fist bump, gave him the knuckles, gave him the hey, good stroke, paid off, like the bit of encouragement. Yeah. You know, some guys are aware of what's going on around them out there. Some guys aren't. Keegan Bradley obviously is. What a class move to go over there and uh, say, hey, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Trust me, mm-hmm. I've been there. It is tough what Paul Goidos went through. It is tough what Lucas Glover went through and has come through the other side. It can be dark, dark days when the hole is shrinking on you. Trust me. Um, to have, you know, what I found amazing, I was playing golf this week. And I was having a conversation on the golf course. And someone was saying to me, actually, we were just rolling some putts on the green at the Toronto Hunt. Yeah. And uh, the gentleman was telling me that he's been fighting his putter and how hard it is. He hasn't putt well this year. He doesn't know what's going on. And you know what I thought to myself? I thought to myself, well, Scotty Scheffler is fighting his putter. Rory McIlroy is fighting his putter. And Justin Thomas has been fighting his putter. Lucas Glover did it for years. Keegan Bradley did it for years. I'm like, these are the best players in the world. What chance do we yeah. have? <laughs> Yeah, nothing. That was the conclusion yeah. I came to, Scully. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, cool move, and maybe a little. Was it a little Zach Johnson move there by Keegan Bradley? Like, look, look at the kind of teammate I can be. Do you think there was any yeah, of that? Yeah, going on? maybe. But you know, it, there were some cool moments with Bradley, even throughout the summer. Of course, he wins earlier in the season, but even this past week, he had his family there with him, and a couple times his family, you know, his, his two young boys and his wife, they were sort of just off the green. He went over, gave them all a hug, that sort of thing. He just seems like a pretty good guy. So, and, and Keegan as well, especially that third round, he was struggling off. Yeah, big he time. He was battling the, yeah. the hooks, really. So And still uh, aware of what's going on around him, like not yes. completely self-focused at that moment and, in time. And right? maybe Scotty Scheffler should give Keegan Bradley a call about that style of putter. Yeah, it might be worth trying something at this point, right? Well, I Keegan mean, Bradley, Wyndham Clark, yes. Fowler, all that counterbalance. Counterbalance kind of stuff, stuff right? We will see. Uh, we'll have all eyes on Scotty Scheffler when he needs a five-footer at the Ryder Cup. Uh, we're going oh, yeah. to see where things at. Now, speaking of Ryder Cup, we'll take a look at the European team on the other side. We'll also get to our Twitter poll question. Player of the year, Hovland, 
Scheffler, Rom. What did you decide? What did, was there an other category? We'll take a look at it. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we put a bow on Hour 1. Lots to get to in Hour 2, including Weeksy right off the top as he makes his way back from Shaughnessy. Scully, we sent out at Golf Talk Canada... Who is the player of the year? Your choices were John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, and other. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter universe decided what? Our Twitter universe decided as my phone loads here. <laughs> Victor Hovland. Is 40, it a landslide? Or? 49% of our audience believes Victor Hovland is the PGA Tour player of the year, followed by John Rahm at 29%. Scotty Scheffler at 18%, other at 4%. And who could that possibly be, the other? uh, One of our... Nick uh, Taylor, someone. Nick Taylor, someone commented (laughs) Nick Taylor, which... The moment of the year. And you know what's great about that? Because people all all over, whether it was Jim Nance or Trevor Immelman or Brandel Chambly, Mm -hmm. they called that Nick Taylor moment the moment of the year, which is great for for all media. For all golf. us in Canada. Yes. For your call for everything that no, went no. down. It, it is the PGA Tour World of Golf moment yeah. of the year. And in my opinion, it is the Canadian sports moment of the year, mm-hmm. hands down. And we will see uh, when we start handing that stuff out at the end of the year oh, if, yeah. uh, if the world agrees. <laughs> yeah, yes, we All right. Uh, who is your player of the year? Forget Twitter. You know, it's it still has to be John Rahm. Of course it does. It still has to Our be. Our Twitter universe is completely incorrect. Now, I understand why. He hasn't done really much since the... Totally. He only played one event the month of May, and that sidetracked his momentum. When he yeah. won the Masters, afterwards, it took him a while to get going again. The only ter- start, the only tournament start the entire month of May was the PGA Championship. And he barely made the cut there, and he was having temper tantrums left, right, and center. And then, he, yeah, and he continued it throughout the year. Temper tantrums and a bad attitude. But, you know, it's... It is closer than you think, perhaps. You know, Hovland, of course, did come up just short to Brooks Kepka at mm-hmm. that PGA Championship. The tournaments, Hovland won the Memorial, obviously. Yeah, a huge, huge one, victory. BMW, and now. And now this. Um, you know, he played well at the Masters, played well at the Players Championship. I, I still don't know if people know how to digest this win, though. That's very fair. Because of the staggered start. Mm-hmm. Is this a win? Yeah. Now, we did have the tied for the lowest score without the handicap. That helps. That definitely helps. That helps. It definitely helps. Because without that, it's really hard. So in in a way, because he would have theoretically possibly have won anyway, maybe in a playoff, right? It would have been, if they had started at even par, it would have been him and Xander in a playoff. That certainly helps the narrative. Now, does this past week, does this change your opinion about this format at all? I I don't hate the format. Mm. Uh, I like it better than the old format, yeah. but I still don't love it. And I still think 
a round robin of of uh, a stroke play to get to a match play. Wouldn't it have been great to just have Hovland versus Shoffley one on one for the ride for the uh, FedEx Cup on a Sunday afternoon, both starting all square. Yep. I mean, that would have that match would have been epic. That would have been, been an amazing. epic match. Yeah. But we got instead we got a guy playing great, protecting a lead. Yeah, true. So. All right, uh, before we run out of time here, European Ryder Cup right now is Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, and Robert McIntyre. Those are your top six. Here are your likely additions. Matt Fitzpatrick, Sepp Straka, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose. Maybe. And now we get into where it gets a little weak. So we got to add two of... Adrian Moronk, the Polish prince, Alex Noren, Seamus Power, Yannick Paul, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Padraig Victor, Harrington. Victor Perez. Yeah. So it's those top 10 look really good. Mm-hmm. And then, but to my point, it's not as far of a stretch on an upset anymore, is it not? No. And in terms of top. Star power. It seems like the at least the, the way they're playing now. The Europeans do have the you know more of a chance here, and, and you know are are favored. I would say in terms of star power. You wonder how or if it would change if the Ryder Cup was this week coming up and not a month from now. How in terms of momentum, in terms of Rory McIlroy's back, how it seems to be a little better now. You know, coulda, woulda, shoulda again, mm-hmm. but that's the way the Ryder Cup was for years. Unfortunately for the European team, Guido Migliozzi is 30th on their mm. points list. They have a two-system point list, yep. European points and world points. They're not going to be able to get an Italian on the team, which is going to not hurt them tremendously, but it, but it would have really helped in terms of rallying up that crowd. Now, it's an international crowd. People go from all over the world to see their the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. but to have it in Rome, an Italian on the team, this was supposed to be Ed, uh, uh, Francesco Molinari. It was supposed to be when yeah. this was awarded. Francesco Molinari was one of the best players in the world when this Ryder Cup was awarded, and now he's lost in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. But there wasn't a Frenchman in France either, right? right? So uh, before we go to break, uh, this is the year of TSN in terms of uh, golf performance. Yeah. Uh, Koliakovo won the uh, national member guest a couple weeks ago. While he was winning the National Golf Club of Canada member guest, you and I were winning the Toronto Hunt Club member guest. That is correct. And now more success for the TSN family, our own Ken Volden. Oh. And his partner, mutual friend of all of ours, Darcy Brown, I'm calling it the Golden Volden Brown twosome. Have made it to the finals of the two man at the Toronto Hunt with wow. a dominant five up win oh. in the semifinals. Will the final be broadcast anywhere? I think we're going to have to stream it on TSN Plus. Okay, I think that okay. would be make the only thing uh, that would make sense. Now that we have no golf to show, we can make some important phone calls. Well, I think, I think we have, we only we have to what we're several weeks away from the uh, the Fortnet Championship uh, oh. to, to to kick off the fall portion of the schedule, the FedEx Fall. We've got a gap here. Why not uh, broadcast the finals? I think. I it, mean, you and I can do play by play. We'll go to the ground for Bob for a report. Yeah. I, I don't see a problem here. Adora, cigar. <laughs> Works, right? You like Golden Volden Brown? 
I, that's a pretty good handle. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I do. A pretty good handle. <laughs> Especially Darcy spends most of his time in the sun, too. He's gone completely golden. So it kind of <laughs> it kind of works. Anyway, congratulations, Wait, boys, okay. and good luck in the finals. On the other side, our own Bob Weeks. Is he home? Is he flying? Has he left? Do we know? It's three hours behind. He probably hasn't left yet. We'll find out. Yeah. Weeksy coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zacchino Scully. We're just awaiting uh, the arrival of Bob Weeks, and I'm getting the thumbs up, thumbs up from Chris behind the glass, which is. means only one thing. He's on the phone with us, Weeks. How are? Are you home? Or are you yet to leave? No, I'm sitting in the uh, in the lounge, actually, in the uh, airport lounge. Uh, as well, we speak. Having the the morning cocktail, like you you start every <laughs> Monday, uh, you know, with a with a morning cocktail, right? Of course. Ex- ex- yes, yeah, yeah, triple triple shot. <laughs> Did you run this morning, Bob? Uh, no, I didn't, actually. Uh, we had a little bit of a late night, so uh, oh. early morning. So I'll have to oh. run when I get home. We'll All see. Right. <laughs> All, right. All right. So much to get to, Bob. Let's start with the obvious because uh, you were there on the ground, uh, CPKC Women's uh, Open. Uh, how great was it to have a, a national championship somewhere outside of Ontario? Get it to the West Coast. Must have <laughs> been great to see another part of the country with a national championship. And what a venue to do it at. Yeah, it was great. I mean, they were, they've been waiting a long time for this, obviously. They were supposed to have it uh, in 2020. <laughs> COVID kind of shut them on down on that one. So they've been waiting for a little extra time for it, and the crowds are great. I was talking to some of the Gulf Canada people last night. They were seeing record crowds, um, and they were packed. And they weren't just, you know, primarily they were following Brooke, but, but they, were, they were following all the, the, the leaders as they came into the clubhouse, and they were, uh, I don't know. It, just, it was very active. It was very lots of people moving around, lots of activities around the golf course. So it was a really, really well presented event, and they loved the golf course. I mean, it was hard. Um, the greens were firm. The uh, the fairways were narrow. They looked more narrow because you got these you know big tall trees down every one of them. Uh, so it was. A, they, they talked about the difficulty of the golf course, but yet it was sort of like a major championship. That I heard that reference more often throughout the week than I can remember. You know, this feels like a major, and even in her victory speech. Megan Kang called it the non-major major. So really good show here all around. Yeah, definitely a really good show all around. And obviously for us in Canada, we focus a lot on Brooke Henderson, the rounds of 75-68, 75-68, T13. For you, Bob, are you taking a glass-half-full approach for the rest of Brooke's season, given what you saw from this past week, or perhaps a glass-empty? Probably glass-half-full. I think, you know, in talking to her this week a few times on the record and off, I think she's uh, she's feeling better about where her game is. She's working pretty hard. She did have a lot of uh, misses to the right 
this week, and that's been apparently a little bit more, not just this week, but it's been a little bit more common throughout the year. So I think that's something she has to work on. But generally speaking, I think uh, I thought her play was pretty good. on What is a difficult golf course? Obviously, uh, you don't want to shoot the 75s, but there's such a fine margin out here between, uh, you know, a 68 and 75 normally sounds like a big difference in scores, but it really wasn't that much out here. And it was very easy to get off track here if you started missing fairways. Um, but I think I think she's feeling positive. She's got the glasses on now, so that, she said that really helped, which is uh, something I'm thinking. Why? Why didn't we do this before? You know, this is this is not something you uh, you have to sort of think about too much. But anyway, she liked the glasses, and that seemed to work. So um, she's going this week to a tournament that she's won twice before, not for a while, but she's won twice before. So I think there's a lot of good uh, a lot of good feelings as we head forward. All right, let's switch gears, Bob, and do Cup Talk. Because we have FedEx Cup and we have Ryder Cup. Let's start with FedEx. Uh, our Twitter poll question was, who is the player of the year? And our Twitter universe has selected Victor Hovland at 49%, above John Rahm, above Scotty Scheffler. Um, I, for me, although he has done very little in the second half, John Rahm is still the player of the year with four wins, including a major Incredible summer, incredible finish for Victor Hovland. So good to see. But for you, who's the player of the year, Bob? I agree with you. I think it's John Rahm. I think you have to um, you have to take in the entire year. And recency bias is something we all suffer with. Let's let's face it. <laughs> we've got we've got the, uh, the you know Victor Hovland winning the last two weeks on the tour. That's great. But uh, I mean, John Rahm's body of work from last October right through to this week is is spectacular. You know, major championships and you look at where he's played and yeah, he slumped off a little bit towards the end here, but, but I still think that, uh, I still think that overall his body work stands out the best amongst all those players you mentioned. And then you get Victor Hovland who, you know, I w- he didn't definitely didn't come out of nowhere, but uh, go on the stretch that he went on. How do you best describe what you saw from Victor Hovland, Bob, not only this past week of the tour championship, but at the BMW championship as well. I think what you saw was maturity. I think I think Victor Hovland was a great golfer who was kind of a raw project when he joined the PGA Tour a few years ago. You know, back at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, I can remember mm-hmm. talking to him, and he was he was still sort of wide-eyed about everything. But I think really he's mentally a lot more fit and able to play in terms of he doesn't get quite as upset as he used to. He doesn't try you know risky things after he's hit a bad shot to try and recover from it. So I think he's a smarter player. He's a mature player. He's worked very hard on that short game, and we saw the results with that. So I think the combination of those things, to me, that's what I see with Victor Hovland. And I think, boy, if I'm Luke Donald, I'm I'm pretty excited about having that guy in my lineup. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, you know how hard it is to play with the lead guys. I mean, we, the three of us watch leads collapse every Sunday, every weekend. This guy was just playing with a huge lead and shoots 63 with a monster lead, like so impressive. You know, Bob, before before we get the Ryder Cup, I was saying to Adam off the top of the show, I, I couldn't help but think of Matt Wolf this weekend. Watching Victor Hovland, watching Morikawa open with 61 on Thursday, knowing the history of the three of them coming out at the same time, Wolf getting that early victory on tour, the close calls with the Shambo at, the, at winged foot, and fast forward to where we are now. And just one could not help but uh, remember Wolf and think about Wolf and feel bad for Matt Wolf in a sense, no? Uh, very much so. I mean, there's a guy who's, you know, suffered what a lot of people go through every day and, and he's doing it on a, on a full stage of, 
of, uh, of golf courses around the world. And I, I think you feel sorry for him. Um, you know, you, you hope that things work out for him. I, I, I hope, you know, he's got an amazing golf game. We know that. But uh, life takes, uh, takes us down different paths a lot of times. And I think for him, it's, it's a little different than, than a lot of golfers or a lot of golfers that are open about it. And I think maybe what he's doing can help some people. But he's the, he's the I don't know what you want to say. If those three guys, obviously, he's the guy who we thought might have the most. He was the one who won early. And uh, now you've got, I think, Morikawa and Hovland. And those guys, you know, at that age are just moving beyond him. In terms of, you don't really think about Matt Wolf. Of course, being on live is a little different, but that's—I don't know—it's—it's it's a hard, hard thing to put to characterize a guy like Matt Wolf. But the other two spectacular seasons, and we're going to see a lot more from them. All right, Captain Weeks, it's time to select your uh, picks for the uh, the Weeks edition of the Ryder Cup. Um, Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, Xander Shoffley, those six have automatically qualified. At 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, you're bumping Zach Johnson as captain. You need to make six picks. Who are you picking, Weeksy? I'm going to go with uh, Brooks Kepka. I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. Um, hmm. What else am I going to do? I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler. Yep. I'm going to go with uh, Cam Young because I think he fits. You are the first. You are the first <laughs> member of GTC to go with Cam Young. Okay. And I, and I do that because I I was talking to some people about the golf course and where he might fit in. So, uh, what have I got? Two left. I got to go with uh, Keegan Bradley. Yep. And I guess I guess I'm going to go with. Hmm, who am I missing? So you have, right Mark, now but... you have no Morikawa, you have no Burns, you have no Justin Thomas, oh, uh, and you have no Lucas Glover. Sorry, Morikawa. Sorry, Morikawa. Yeah. So you, so Bob goes basically Cam Young. When it, when push comes to shove, Bob went Cam Young over JT and Glover. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So there yeah. you go. That's what I think. Something different now. Now, uh, Bob, uh, before we uh, we let you go and and uh, enjoy the lounge, um, I asked Mark this in hour one. Uh, first of all, congratulations! You won our year long yes. and Edge fan. Congratulations, Bob! Um, we okay. both had Victor this week. You, you both won. had Victor. Now, Bob, this is—I'm sure you might already know this, but if not, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> I finished last for the second straight year. Uh, I believe it's the third straight year, but yeah. not not to not hey, to that, like you know make the that, wound. that's up for debate. We'll talk to our our research team behind that. Uh, Bob, what should my punishment be for coming last? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say you have to play golf wearing bright shoes, but you do that every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll have to figure that one out. Let me let me, let me think about that one. That's a way, maybe board. a Wednesday topic of conversation. Okay. This Wednesday is our last Wednesday radio of the year. Okay. So I think maybe this Wednesday we Bob and I can submit All right. what we feel mm-hmm. our punishment That's, should be. Maybe for it you. should be a poll question. Well, let's get let's send it to Twitter, and then Bob and I will chime in as well. (laughs) Because you know, I mean, like it might be that he has to wear a a shirt, Bob, that's one size too big for him versus one size. Why would I ever do that? It's punishment. It's punishment, (laughs) right? (laughs) Bob, you have a safe flight, safe travels. We'll chat uh, this week. Okay, sounds good, guys. Take care. All right, Bob Weeks making his way home from the West Coast. On the other side. We're going to talk to a winner. There are only two weeks left in the final season 
of PGA Tour Canada, which was formerly the Canadian Tour. Uh, a lot of history coming to an end as we will move to uh, a North American version of, of, of this. Uh, PGA Tour Americas with uh, PGA Tour Latino America, PGA Tour Canada, amalgamating next year for one giant tier that will live uh, beneath the Corn Ferry Tour as the path of the PGA Tour gets stronger, it gets more direct, uh, competition will get better, and uh, it's going to be stronger. But by saying that, PGA Tour Canada no longer. Hayden Springer uh, gets it done uh, this past week. We will talk to him next. Only two weeks left. He currently sits fifth in the race of the Fortnite Cup. He is right there after his big win from the weekend. We'll chat with him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. I'm actually headed up to Cobble Beach, and That's you're right. going to head up next month, right? At some point. Yeah, absolutely. you figure That's that out. Uh, we've been trying to get up there all year. Our schedule's just been absolutely brutal, but mm. uh, I'll be on location this week. So when we do our final Wednesday radio, I'll be uh, up at Cobble. Check it out. And I'm going to find out they've got some crazy September deals going oh, really? at Cobble Beach. So I'll find out the details uh, this week. And get them out there to our Golf Talk Canada audience because Cobble up in the fall is supposed to be just absolutely beautiful. I've only played it in the summer, but I hear it's gorgeous in the fall. And we'll find out what the deals are. So it might be a perfect time of year if you're looking to grab a couple last days up north uh, here. If you're uh, watching us on TSN2 in southern Ontario or listening to us on TSN 1050. Uh, Speaking of only uh, a few days of golf left, we only have two events left on PGA Tour Canada. Uh, and uh, one of them, of course, is the Fortnite Cup. But uh, this week, uh, Manitoba Open happened, and Hayden Springer, with a three-shot win, comes home in 31. Hayden, congratulations on the victory. Well done. You open the final round with the bogey, and, you know, get it back, go out in 35. What happened? You turned into a man possessed coming home. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that the the bogey on one was. Uh, I mean, one was. It's a it's a fairly tough hole. I hit a six iron into the green, so a bogey there is. Uh, it can happen, and then uh, I just kind of hung in there. I didn't really. I hit the fairway on one and the fairway on nine on that front nine, so I was kind of having to work for some pars and more play to the middle of the greens, and and kind of just hang in there, and then. Um, all week I played the back nine really, really well. Um, so I was, I was kind of thinking, you know, okay, maybe I can, can get on a run again and, and have a good stretch. And, um, I finally, you know, was able to knock in a putt on, um, on 12 and that just kind of jump started me to get, and then, you know, I, I made a few more and then, and then got the putt to go on 17 as well. Um, 
you know, so it felt great to kind of get get that going whenever I needed it. And, um, you know, I was happy to be in that position, come to back nine where I had a chance. That's kind of the goal for everybody is to be right there, uh, you know, back nine on Sunday. Now, prior to this week, you only had one other top 10 on PGA Tour Canada this season. Did you see this kind of week coming? Was your game trending in the right direction? Um, yeah, I've been, I've been playing some solid golf. I, um, I had kind of struggled the previous four tournaments. Um, you know, I'd driven it great. Felt like I'd, I'd putted it okay. Um, but my iron play wasn't as sharp as I, um, would have liked and kind of feel like that's a strength of my game. And I got some new irons. I got the new T-150s, uh, in the bag. Uh, just last week and hit the irons great this week and kind of was able to match it all up. So, um, you know, I feel like I've played, I've played solid golf a lot um, over the last few years. And, um, you know, and then this week I was able to, to kind of put it all together and my round on Friday and the conditions that we had um, kind of gave me a good confidence boost. And, and I mean, that's, that's one of the best rounds that I've played uh, probably in my entire life was that round on Friday. Uh, Hayden, now you're seventh. Uh, everybody obviously gearing to win the whole thing, certainly top five, etc. We've only got two weeks. Does this win kind of change your outlook on the remainder of the season and say, okay, well, we're here now. We might as well keep the pedal down versus, you know, coming off a couple of missed cuts. Maybe your uh, maybe the goals or the immediate goals were a little different. Now this victory kind of vaults you into the possibility of winning this entire uh, this entire championship. Uh, so, are, how are you keeping it in stride, and how has the the finish line changed for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I started the week fifty uh, first on the points, so uh, there was an element of like, you know. If I don't have two good weeks, then I might not even make the tour championship. Um, and then now I'm, you know, all the way up to seventh, and you know I'm kind of just right there to finishing in that top five position. And and you know even hey, a couple more really solid weeks, and you have a chance of finishing uh, of winning everything outright. So you know it's kind of. Um, you know, it's like I, I said yesterday um, when we got done. It's like, you know, even with this win, I'm not even in the top five, and that's kind of the the sweet spot to getting that corn fairy status. Um, so I, I got to go have two more good weeks and and try and get myself, um, you know, move up more more spots as well. So, um, you know, it's it's a good good spot to be in, and and it's really really important. I think everybody. Um, you know, talks about it, how important a win is on the developmental tours to to finishing in that in the top five and getting corn fairy status and all that. So I've accomplished that, and now it's, um, you know, really going for another one and or, you know, two really solid weeks and, and getting in that top five. That's really important. So obviously Sunday was a, a life-changing win for you in terms of getting it done. So you tap in for the win, you'd have the trophy presentation, and then you look at your phone for the first time. What was the reaction like from friends and family uh, on your phone? Yeah, my <laughs> my phone was blowing up. Just, you know, everybody just saying congratulations. And, 
um, a ton of people back home, the golf course I grew up at, uh, family, friends, everybody just super happy. And, um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm really fortunate to have a ton of support and people around me that are always, you know, it doesn't matter if I win or, you know, miss the cut. They're always texting me, always, you know, uh, tuning in and, and watching, you know, uh, they're they're sitting there refreshing the leaderboard over and over and over every day um, that I'm playing. So it's cool to have uh, you know all those people you know to know that I have all that support and and people are watching my every move and and rooting for me. Um, you know it's it's a really cool thing to have. Hayden, congratulations! Thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, like you mentioned, it that top five all important, but you're kind of right there. So keep it going. Two weeks ago, and maybe we get to do this again before the year's out. Yep, that would be good. Thanks for having me on, Hayden Springer. A- amazing to me, Adam. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's such a hard game. Here's a, a, a you know, obviously a great player went out get gets it done. One swing thought, maybe one equipment change, whatever it is, of, of all of a sudden finding a strength in your game that should have probably been there all year long and wasn't, and then, bam, it appears. I mean, uh, it can be so frustrating, but when it clicks and you can ride it, I mean, you probably ride it for a few weeks and, and see how long you can stretch it, or you'll learn something along the way. I don't know, but to me, amazing. The line in the game is so fine. Momentum's a, a funny thing, isn't it? You know, you, we've spoken at length about Lucas Glover here, who the guy didn't play in a major championship all season, runs off the run that he went on or goes on the run that he went on, and you know now he's a legitimate chance to make the U.S. Ryder Cup team. So this this story from Hayden Springer is really cool. Looking forward to tracking this uh, for the next couple of weeks. And it's always I really enjoy speaking with these winners because you know maybe the national audience isn't familiar with a guy like Hayden right. Springer and we get to tell their stories and you know, these are, these players are trying to, you know, make their way to the PGA tour. Like many others have used PGA tour Canada as a great developmental route to make their way to the PGA tour. Uh, the alumni is an impressive list is it ever? for sure. Uh, the other thing I find so interesting about this, and you brought it up with Morikawa earlier is like ball flight is such an interesting thing. I mean, you know, I think the casual golf fan just believes that, you know, most PGA Tour players go out there and they, they can hit the same shot anytime they want or they can work it both ways, and that's not the case. Yeah, the best players in the world, a lot of them, yeah, they can, like Rory McIlroy can work it both ways. You know, there's guys out there that can do it. John Rahm, although they have a preferred shape. You know, Rahm with that big cut off the tee, etc. But look at Morikawa. This is a guy that won two majors and basically went on a 24-month tear because he, a, 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 he hit a cut 99.9% of the time and now is stuck with a two-way miss and doesn't know when the cut's coming back. I mean, it, it, the, the smallest adjustment in the way you release the golf club, the pattern, you know, can change the way the ball comes out, where it starts, how it finishes, the whole deal. Um, that's why when you have those season that Scotty Scheffler had, when you had a window to win as often as you could have, and didn't because you didn't really address the issue until it was maybe too late. I mean, we didn't really start to really look at this potential putter situation till well into the season. I mean, there's only so many chances. They're not, it's not an unlimited amount of chances is my point, and it's yeah. so difficult. It becomes super frustrating, even for the best on the planet. Even for the best on the planet, and like we said in hour one, you know, to see – 
you know, Scotty Scheffler was visibly frustrated throughout the week at the Tour Championship. And, you know, later on in the summer, he was he was blowing off questions, talking about his new putter, saying, oh, no, it's okay. I'm everything's fine. Running. Everything's right. fine. No, 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 Scotty, it's not fine. Right. It's not fine, clearly. Right. So, I mean, that's where, come Ryder Cup, I'm really mm. curious to see, A, which putter he's using, and, you know, B, if he's trying something different, if he's aim-pointing, if he's, I don't know, looking at the hole, that sort of thing. I'm curious if... I'm just trying to take a cup half full approach. I'm curious if being in a scenario where the one coming back no longer matters might free him up a little. I don't know. Ryder Cup's going to do one of two things to Scotty Scheffler. It's either going to free him up in the putting and maybe it'll be a springboard on the greens that he needs like a Rory gets and a Poulter gets or it's going to be crippling. It ain't going to be in the middle. It ain't going to be an average day of putting. It's going to be one or the other. Uh, on the other side, KP, CK, KC, excuse me, CP, KC. That's, I've had a hard time putting all these letters together. Yeah, it's... The Women's Open was in Shaughnessy. Uh, we just had uh, Weeksy on. Tournament director, Ryan Paul, going to join us on the other side to put a bow on this year's uh, Ladies National Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac, Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back. Golf Talk Canada, Zucchino Scully, CPKC Women's Open uh, wrapped up from Shaughnessy yesterday. Megan Kang in a playoff, nine under par. Uh, players love this golf course. Uh, players on the PGA Tour love this golf course. Uh, I, there's not a tournament I go to where the Canadian Open on the men's side doesn't come up and people ask me, are we ever going back to Shaughnessy? And I just give them the shrug of the shoulders. I said, well, our women's championship was go- is going there this year. I gave everybody the heads up. And uh, boy, did Shaughnessy uh, deliver. Uh, it always does. And the man behind... Uh, our Women's Open Tournament Director, uh, Ryan Paul, joins us now. Ryan, congratulations on a fantastic week. Uh, you get a playoff, and boy, Shaughnessy, it just doesn't, uh, it, it it always delivers, doesn't it? Uh, we had Weeksy on at the top of the hour, and Bob said to us, he heard the he heard the phrase, this feels like a major championship more times this week than he has maybe throughout the entire season. <laughs> I would echo that as well. Oh, we're having some. Might be having some. Yeah, we're having some connection difficulties there. We'll see if we can get Ryan back there. Um, I wonder if Ryan's sitting in the the lounge with uh, with with Bob. Bob. You know what it could be? Uh, um, Not not the uh, cellular connection, but the Shaughnessy feels like a major championship. I'll be bluntly honest with you. How many golf tournaments do we play a year now? on any major tour, and this a lot of this is due to infrastructure. Totally, where it is a it is a, a super tree line golf course. We just don't play them. Well, and that's where golf course architectures now is removing trees. They're, 
Gone. Like Eastlake. Eastlake's going through a reno today. Today. Andrew Green. And you interviewed him. Yeah. He he and I didn't realize it was uh going through. And by the way, that is the bit that was the biggest kept secret in the world of golf that Eastlake was going through. Uh, a complete rental. Until this weekend, most of the golf yeah. community had no idea. Uh-huh. So Andrew Green, who did uh, Oak Hill for Rochester for the PGA, did, congress- did Congressional, which is going to have a PGA and Ryder Cup coming up in the next decade, uh, is doing Eastlake. Now, I'd love to know what he's doing. Oh, we've got, uh, do we have Ryan back? I'd love to. Ryan, are you there with us? I- I'm here. Sorry about that. I know we're, uh, we're quickly tearing down uh from Shaughnessy, and I think we uh, we lost a little bit of internet. No, okay. yeah. no worries. I was just going to get out of there. I was just mentioning how what a great venue it was, and how we don't see a lot of tree line golf courses and ven- and venues like this. What what? Why is Shaughnessy set up so well for something like this? Like what you know? Because most golf courses that you know are as tree lined, are as you know tight, uh, aren't able to handle the infrastructure, the bodies, the whole deal. But somehow Shaughnessy, whether it's the men's or the women's, always comes through with shining colors. Yeah, it's it's such a special golf course, and the the the, the comment that I got from all the players and caddies was it, it's a very it's a very difficult but fair golf course, and it's not. You know, one of those ones, and you have them from time to time, where it's just very hard, but it just seems unfair, and everyone's just complaining about it. But it's just, at Shaughnessy, you have to be, your game has to be on. If your driver's off, you're you're not going to score well. If your if your irons are off, these small greens are not going to uh, play well for you. You're not going to score well. It's uh, it, it's such a such a special place and and scenic and majestic. Uh, it it de- it definitely had that major feel. This week, and the fans uh, certainly complimented that as well. So we got to watch on uh, on television on uh, on TSN, and we got to see some great atmosphere from uh, everyone there. Of course, highlighted by uh, Brooke Henderson. You were obviously there. What kind of atmosphere? How would you describe the atmosphere? Because you were there in person for those following Brooke. It was it was absolutely electric, and it. The crazy part was it wasn't even just Brooke. Uh, she obviously she gets the followings that she gets week in and week out, but the number of people that were there to see Lydia, that were here to see Rose, Jin Young Ko, uh, you know, Megan Kang, it was uh, it just seemed it had that major feel that the entire golf course uh, was filled with fans throughout the entire week, and um, it was it was really special. Uh, Brooks Friday uh, was certainly a highlight to have her uh, really go low and and get back inside the cut number and then get back into contention uh, certainly set us up for a, uh, a strong weekend as well. Now, Ryan, how important is it that we keep this uh, women's championship moving around? Cause I-, I think it's great. You know, obviously in recent years, uh, the, the men's uh, national championship has been Southern Ontario focused, but we get this women's championship back out to the West coast, Shaughnessy, uh, they were waiting for it for a few years, built up anticipation due to, to COVID kind of getting in the way. Next year, you're going to be Calgary a little bit earlier. I'm assuming that's an Olympic schedule thing that uh, the dates change for our championship next year. But again, taking it to another uh, province. How proud are uh, proud are you of that? And how important is that for this championship? Yeah, it's really uh, it's really what makes this event special, isn't it? That uh, we can move around the country and to showcase women's golf and professional golf uh, to Canadians all over, and go to these special golf courses and, and showcase the golf courses uh, on a global scale. It's, it's unbelievable. And then on top of that, uh, being able to make uh, a positive impact in those communities through CPKC has heart. Uh, we we made a donation of two point nine million. 
to the BC Children's Hospital and just over 3.5 million uh, in total to to hospitals uh, in in British Columbia through this event, which is uh, which is the main pillar as to why CPKC is the title sponsor for this event. So um, the golf and the charitable side uh, just complements our our ability to move across the country. We're with Ryan Paul, CPKC Women's Open Tournament Director, and Ryan, we spoke before the tournament about five or six weeks before the tournament, and we talked all about the rink and what you were expecting from the rink. Now that the tournament has come and gone, what were your overall thoughts on how the rink went down at Shaughnessy? It, it just seems to uh, to impress me each and every year, and, and you, think you've, uh, you think you've got it figured out, and then just more and more happens, and it, it grows and grows. So uh, it was awesome. The fans were there. Uh, cheering on Brooks, cheering on everybody, banging on the boards, climbing on Zambonis. Uh, it, it was certainly a must-visit destination on the golf course and, and one of the favorite holes for, for fans to go and, and hang out at. Uh, a bunch of our partners kind of activated there, so it, was, uh, it wasn't as fully surrounded as we had at Oakdale, but it was our biggest build by far for the rink for the CPKC Women's Open. And I think now that we've done it for two years uh, on our women's side, it's it has that momentum where it's building and building and we already have the excitement for the rink to go to calgary next year uh and that's going to be a special build as well well that was going to be my uh question ryan because uh you're doing a tear down now uh the tournament's a little earlier next year about three weeks earlier on the schedule do you get any downtime at all how quickly do you start planning for calgary do we know what hole the rink is going to be on next year yeah and uh the, yeah, we are July 22nd to 28th next year. Uh, I think you had mentioned it a little bit earlier. It is an Olympic thing, uh, just with that, with the Olympic Games kind of coming in the middle of the summer. Either it's going to push us earlier into the year or later into the fall. And I think for everyone involved earlier, uh, earlier in the summer, that July date uh, worked, worked best for us and, and for the players' travel and all that. So that's where we, that's where we sit. But uh, that time, there, there isn't, really isn't any. We've already started selling and promoting in Calgary and we'll even start to uh to focus on 2025 and and where that event goes uh we were fortunate at our media day on July 10th to announce a renewal with CPKC from 2025 through 2028 uh so once we uh once we take a little bit of time to uh to take a breath here we'll we'll sit down with CPKC and really map out what the next uh five years look like from a uh from an event travel side well, Ryan, congratulations. Nothing but fantastic news. Uh, great charitable donations, Children's Hospital, uh, sponsorship renewal uh, extended throughout the end of, of our 2028, did you say? Did I hear there? 28, that's impressive. 2028, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, well done. Awesome. Uh, try to catch some downtime. And uh, well done. Incredible championship playoff. Uh, it, it delivered from top to bottom. And uh, maybe next year we get another Canadian moment on Canadian soil. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. I'll give a shout-out to Megan Kang, though. What, a, what an incredible champion that she is. Yeah, uh, we were talking about it awesome. uh, off the top for her to be able to come back from that sluggish back nine and, and get it done in a playoff when she needed to is uh, – is quite impressive uh, to, to to knowing that she got caught and then pull it off. Uh, that that is uh, that is some exceptional play. Yeah, and and she she's had that opportunity before where she's been in the lead or in the hunt on a Sunday and just couldn't pull it out. And those those moments are starting to build up. So it was uh, it was awesome to see her get over that hump and into a winner's circle. Uh, and and I don't think it'll be the last time we see her as a uh, as a champion. Thank you, Ryan. Safe travels. Thank you, guys.
Ryan Paul, tournament director, CPKC uh, Women's Open. On the other side, uh, 20 Weeks TaylorMade has come to an end Mm -hmm. for another year. We're going to let you know how you can find out who won. And there's still one thing left, the big one. We're going to do a draw for that in the next week or so as well. So that's coming up. We'll do leaderboards from around the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of Lightstrike and Lightstrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we put a bow on today's show. Uh, let's do some leaderboards, leaderboard updates from uh, the world of golf brought to you by Bushnell Golf, bushnellgolf.com. The number one range finder in all of golf. Scully, let's start with you, PGA Tour Canada, LPGA Tour. Let's start with the CPKC Women's Open at beautiful Shaughnessy. Megan Kang getting it done in a playoff over Jin Young Ko. Ronan Yin, who won a major championship earlier this season, coming in third. Also of note, of course, Brooke Henderson, a T13 finish. A big stretch of golf coming for the LPGA Tour. Looking forward to seeing Brooke Henderson in action again this week in Portland on PGA Tour Canada, the Centerport Canada Rail Park Manitoba Open. Hayden Springer, who joined us about half an hour ago, a three-shot win. Rounds of 66, 65, 70, 66. First career win on the PGA Tour Canada, moving to seventh in the Fortnite Cup standing. Of course, top five gets to access that Corn Ferry Tour, and that's where we're going to go now. Corn Ferry Tour uh, the Boise Open, uh, Chan Kim gets it done, uh, 28 under par. That's a two-shot win. Ben Silverman, low Canadian in this one at T35. On Champions Tour, the Ally Challenge, Vijay Singh, it's been years since he's grabbed a victory. He gets one here, but the real story, Stephen Ames almost with another victory. Stephen Ames misses by two shots. Would have been his fifth yeah. win of the season. Misses by two. Well done, Stephen Ames. Continues to play exceptional golf. He finishes in a tie for third alongside the man who should have won this golf tournament, Paul Goidos, with only two holes uh, to play. Five putt, the 17th hole, and made a triple bogey six. Ended up losing by two with the five putt with two holes left. You've got to feel your heart goes out to Paul Goidos. And the winner of the Tour Championship and the winner of the FedEx Cup is Victor Hovland. Dominant performance the last two weeks of the season Hovland 27 under five shot win over Xander Shoffley at 22 under Wyndham Clark at 16 under Rory McIlroy 14 top five rounds out Patrick Cantley at 13 under par and looking at the final FedEx Cup standings it is Victor Hovland of course the man on top but we have to go down to 25 and 26 to find Nick Taylor and Corey Connors their final position in the FedEx Cup. However, all-important top 30. And, of course, we also had Adam Svensson 
and Adam Hadwin make it to the all-important top 50. So those four players you're going to see in the majors next year, in the signature events next year, in the Players' Championship next year for qualifying for the BMW Championship. Okay, speaking of qualifying for things, Mm -hmm. this week on social media, keep your heads up. Golf Talk Canada, Instagram and Twitter, we will announce our season-long winners of our first-ever PGA Tour Fantasy Pool for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Three monster prizes giving being yep. given away to the, the uh, uh, players, the participants that won uh, won the season, finished second and finished third. And Adam, then we said it all year. If you participate at all, you got a chance to win the big one. So as long as you registered and played once, you have a chance at the grand prize. A custom fit, tailor-made set through the bag. I mean, the whole thing, plus a trip for two to Casa de Campo, you've got a 1 in 8,000 chance because there are 8,000 participants in the pool. We had a great first year, a great successful launch. We're going to do a random draw for one person of those 8,000 people. They're going to win a a, a package that's worth well over ten grand, close to $15,000, the grand prize. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So you're saying there's a chance. There you go. One in 8,000. That's their grand prize. Now, of course, uh, the winners of our year-long fantasy pool, the uh, first place prize wins a set of irons. Second place, Stealth 2 plus driver. Third place, six dozen TP5 5X golf balls. That could last you a season. That could last you a round. That could last you a month. But it's six dozen golf balls. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. It's hard to believe. <laughs> Another year is come and gone of 20 weeks. Hey, we'll do it next year. Casa de Campos uh, uh, set, set their back. Uh, we'll talk to our friends at TaylorMade and, and see if we're going to do the same, if we're going to tweak or whatever. But it's a great year. Can't wait to do it again next year. We're still a long way to go. Uh, we put out on social media a couple weeks ago our good friends Ian Fraser and Mac Bout. Yes, and Ian has accepted. Did you see that? Ian's accepted. Mac wants some shots. We're not giving you sh- Mac. Yeah, you're giving us to- shots. You're giving me shots. Okay, well, we are running out of time here to do this on Canadian soil. Yeah. I- I'm wondering if. Okay, we got to need to. We need to talk to Nick about this. We do, because uh, throughout the winter. We typically will do a trip with our friends at TaylorMade to shoot uh, a TaylorMade product special, which will likely kick off our TV season next year. Mm. And we usually go to California and visit the kingdom. I'm wondering if this year, if there's a way to do that, but also to have this match Mm -hmm. on U.S. soil, maybe Torrey Pines, maybe Aviera, and do... Wow! This because because Ian's usually part of that trip. Yep. Mac is a tailor made uh, ambassador. Mm-hmm. I think he could. I think we could make it happen. We need. I think we need to play golf with Nick and figure this out. Is the life size statue of us hugging after the albatross? <laughs> is it up? Yet? Is, is it up on the fifth fairway at Aviara? That's uh, what I want to know. We'll figure that out. We will figure that out. Uh, all right, great season this Wednesday. Our final Wednesday radio program of the year. This is our final Monday uh, radio to TV. It's been a great season. A few Golf Talk Canada TV specials uh, coming throughout the way. And don't forget, Golf Talk Canada radio, it doesn't go anywhere. We're here every Monday throughout the winter. Uh, two hours every Monday in September. And we'll go to our one-hour winter hour in October to make room for NHL, NFL season. 
Go Niners, baby. Uh-oh. It's go Niners season. Uh, have a good week. You playing golf this week? At some point, I will be playing yeah, golf this week. Not sure yet, but I will be. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be talking to you from Cobble Beach on Wednesday. Yes, Looking sir. forward to that. Can't wait. All right. Can't Thanks, wait. Skulls. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for uh, watching. Thank you so much for listening. That puts a, a bow on a FedEx Cup season. We still have a Ryder Cup to go. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to 11 Eastern, you'll find out who Zach Johnson adds to the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.